Rumors have been swirling that Mel Gibson is about to release a film about sex trafficking, potentially exposing some of the biggest names in Hollywood. While these rumors are probably unfounded, one can't help but wonder if Mel Gibson knows something that he hasn't told us yet, especially when he says stuff like this. And then you go away and you think, no, that's, I was wrong. I mean, that's insane thinking. I'm paranoid. I imagined that stuff. That couldn't be the reason for why so-and-so was acting like could it? Mm. And then you find out later on the track that you are exactly on track. Mm. Now, Mel made those statements a long time ago, but truth be known, we don't need Mel Gibson to tell us any of what he just said. Documentaries like Open Secret have been around for a long time and have been exposing elite sex trafficking rings in Hollywood in a shocking way, even implicating the likes of former X-Men director, no, not X-Men like these guys, but X-Men like these guys director, Brian Singer. And we had the whole me Two movement predicated upon the multiple tales of women who were raped by Jabba the Hutt extra Harvey Weinstein. The aptly named California Senator Scott Weiner also wants to make sure that in the present, sex offenders who sodomize kids don't have to get on a sex offender registry. We'll never know the truth about Epstein Island and the Clintons. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. But what we do know tells us enough and tells us that Epstein didn't kill himself. You just blew my mind. No one is fooled by the agenda to normalize this kind of sexual perversion. The only question is, are we going to do something about it? Or will we sit in our comfortable homes and pretend that the world doesn't need our help? Today, we'll look at the new movie, Sound of Freedom, and the difference it's making after being suppressed for almost five years. Why did the film have such a difficult time with distribution? I'll tell you why. We'll also look at AMC's suppression of another film about detransitioners, while another movie celebrating transgenderism gets top billing by the company. And speaking of voices, we'll finally look at a series of workshops at a Catholic Jesuit school, Marquette University, that was designed to teach minors how to change their voice to match their self-prescribed gender identity. We'll talk about that and more today on Indie Thinker. Hey guys, do you do you know what this is? No, you don't. You don't have any clue what this is. Um, do you know whose it is or where it was found? Why it's here? Is this Spencer's? Not Spencer's. Okay. Wait. Okay, okay, I get it. I know. I know what you're doing here. Is this? Does this belong to somebody whose name rhymes with Bunter Hayden by any chance? No. Well. Okay. Well, I can tell you this much, guys. Whoever this belongs to, you're you're fired. Uh, needless to say, if even the most secure building in all the land that makes sure it has cameras everywhere, much like this office space does, is not enough to secure that you have good employees around, then perhaps you need to go to the experts. And our friends over at Anchor can help you with all of your staffing solutions. But in order to see all the ways that they can help you, not only with bookkeeping, accounting, strategies for your small business, and even staffing to get rid of some of those lousy employees or children that you have, then you need to go to ancur.biz. That's ancur.biz, where the guys over at Anchor can help you. My friend Devan is not only a first-class 
gentleman, but also a dude that would never have employees or help you get employees that would have stuff like this hanging around your office. So if you need some help with staffing or just to take your business to the next level, go to anchor.biz today. And when you do so, let them know that IndieThinker sent you. Well, if you were under the mistaken impression that the sexual revolution was actually beneficial to society or even beneficial to women in any way whatsoever, let me help relieve you from your delusion because actually the sexual revolution in its present state has only created more opportunities for sexual deviancy to explode on the scene and pedophilia is one of those sexual identities that are going to become that is going to become more common and it is much more common than you might actually know the federal bureau of investigation statistics shows that child pornography is one of the fastest growing crimes in the united states in the past decade, child pornography arrests have increased 2,500%. Two-thirds of sex offenders in state prisons presently committed offenses against children. There are more than 747,000 registered sex offenders in the United States today. As many as 100,000 are non-compliant and missing. Welcome to the neighborhood. The U.S. Justice Department estimates that white supremacy is the biggest threat facing America. Oh, wait, no. The U.S. Justice Department actually did their job on this one and estimate that close to 300,000 American youth are currently at risk at becoming victims of commercial sexual exploitation. 300,000, guys. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children reports that best data suggests at least 100,000 American children a year are victimized through child sexual exploitation. That is more children than the number of people who die from car accidents and illegal drugs combined. The reason I bring up those statistics is because you should have heard the name of the movie Sound of Freedom by now, which is a movie that is a sort of expose on child sex trafficking. It follows Tim Ballard, the real story of a Homeland Security agent who... Uh, still to this day, is fighting child sex trafficking around the world. Now, the movie does a fantastic job on uh, their cinematography, in terms of their score, and especially in terms of acting. Jim Caviezel is a consummate professional and does, again, a fantastic job in this movie portraying Tim Ballard. Now, there's something you should know about the movie beyond the important subject matter of the movie. And according to the Daily Signal, Angel Studios' Sound of Freedom is an action thriller exposing the child sex slave trade featuring Passion of the Christ actor Jim Caviezel. And it sold more tickets heading into its opening day July 4th than the blockbuster wannabe Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. As exciting that it is to hit the number one spot for this summer opening, it doesn't even come close to the excitement that the number means for awareness of this issue. Jordan Harmon, co-owner of Angel Studios, told the, told the Daily Signal in a phone interview Wednesday, Sound of Freedom topped the charts with 14.3 million in ticket sales at 2,634 theaters on the 4th of July. According to Box Office Mojo, Indiana Jones came in second with 11.7 million at... 4,600 theaters, so as you can tell, double the theaters. Disney's Elemental, with 2.8 million at 3,650 theaters, was a distant third. Couldn't have happened to a nicer company. So in other words, the film did really, really well. But that still doesn't explain a very big and important question that we must ask. What took this film so long to come to the theaters, to be released? Come to think of it, 
Why don't we see that many movies on this subject as evil and as ubiquitous, unfortunately, as the human trafficking trade is? In fact, almost everybody knows Taken, but can you name another film about the subject? Probably not. So there's a couple of answers to the question why it took so long for the film to come out and why there aren't that many films like this around. And one of the reasons is at least this, is that we hate to stare evil in the face. And we hate to stare evil in the face because... If we do finally acknowledge the existence of evil, we become responsible for doing something about it, not only out there in the world, but also in our own lives. And we rather rather prize security and comfort more so than actually making a difference, even though we talk a lot about it. Here's Jordan Peterson speaking to Tim Ballard and Jim Caviezel about this film, and I believe illustrating something that is very valuable for all of us, whether we've seen the film or plan to see it or aren't going to see it at all. It's important that we ask the question about why it is so difficult for us to confront evil that desperately needs to be confronted. Here's that. You said that when you first encountered this material, it made you physically ill and also terrified for the safety of your children, but then also it necessitated you seeking um, help, I suppose, or aid. I mean, I've worked with people who've had post-traumatic stress disorder. Generally, what happens is that tragedy is not enough to give someone post-traumatic stress disorder, even if it's rather severe. It has to be a combination of tragedy and malevolence. And the real trauma comes as a consequence of contact with evil, with malevolence. And what people generally have to do in order to recover from that is to develop a rather profound philosophy of evil. And, you know, a religious faith in, in its most fundamental essence is a philosophy of good and evil. It, it does detail out the heart of darkness among human beings. Now, a little bit of background here. When Jordan Peterson gives this statement, he is doing so on the heels of Tim Ballard telling Jordan that he was only given the position in this sex trafficking, uh, you know, division of Homeland Security because he was a man of faith, because his director didn't think that anybody except a person of faith would be able to handle the evil that he was about to go confront. And that is so interesting to me, not only because of what Jordan says in that clip, which is that it is not enough to give you post-traumatic stress disorder simply because you experience trauma. You must also experience evil. Now, The reason that that is so profound is that the only way that we can truly confront evil and address evil is if we have a robust and deep understanding of the good, because it will take us down a deep, deep pit that we may never be able to return from unless we understand that even in the midst of evil, there is great good in the world. But I also have to say this, especially to those of of my audience who are Christians out there. Very often, the reason I talk about speaking up and declaring the truth out loud and not just believing it in your head is because we don't often feel comfortable speaking out on subjects like what Sound of Freedom you know, details. And one of the reasons for that is, is that we understand that if we stare evil in the face, we will become, we will become responsible for doing something about it. A good Christian, a moral human being even, cannot confront great evil and sit on the sidelines. We weren't created for that. We weren't made for that. We were made to make a difference. So when we see great evil, it requires something of each and every one of us. So many of us, rather than confront evil, try to pretend as though it doesn't exist. 
I posted this on social media just last week, and I think that it is fitting for this conversation. We created a devil that looks like the picture on the screen now, you know, a forked-tongued, horned, red-skinned, tailed, demon-looking creature in order to try to depict the devil, rather than this picture, which, by the way, people were asking online, who is this person? It's nobody in particular. It's just a human being. It's just a regular person. And we want the devil to look more like this red character rather than just a human being, even though the Bible calls the devil just an emissary of light, but an imposter of the light, an angel of light, or Lucifer is the son of the morning, the Bible calls him. The Bible never really depicts the devil in this kind of reptilian, kind of creature-like fashion, except in the Garden of Eden, just in one place. Other places he is depicted as something much different than that. But the whole point of this is just simply that the reason we have created a character in the devil is because we wouldn't want the devil to look too much like us. We can't admit that evil is way closer than we actually think because we become responsible for it the moment we admit that. So, What we do, rather, is we stick our head in the sand and we pretend that all of these things are far distant from us and that we don't have to address those things. And that's one of the beautiful things about The Sound of Freedom is that it forces us to confront this great evil that we can, if we want to, do something about. By the way, if by chance you think that child sex trafficking is some far off distant land, you know, in some far off distant land, you should know this, that while there are other places where child sex slaves are found and, uh, and stolen and created, uh, the number one consumer of child sex in the United, or sorry, in the world is the United States. Now, I have one more answer to kind of why this film did not come out very soon, because the first answer, obviously, is that we hate to stare evil in the face, and so probably some production studios didn't have the guts to, to produce this film. But the, the other reason, and I think this is an important one to know, the other reason that it took this film so long to come out is that evil people just frankly suppressed this film. So why did Vice and Slate go far out of their way to slander Tim Ballard, saying things like this, that the anti-trafficking group that he works for has a long history of false claims, but it gets its Hollywood moment? God, I'm going to miss Vice so bad when they're gone. I'm really, really sad that they are bankrupt, those disgusting, evil human beings. But don't worry, the Washington Post joined in on the fray, and they did the same thing to the lead actor. According to the Washington Post, Sound of Freedom, the low-budget film about child sex trafficking, almost topped the box office on July 4th. It did, by the way. But its star, of course, there's got to be a but, but its star, Jim Caviezel, has been linked to the QAnon movement. Which, by the way, you should know this by now, being linked to the QAnon movement apparently is just another way of saying not a radical leftist. Um, I mean, this is the same Washington Post that said this about cuties. Cuties is an unflinching look at what it means to be a preteen girl. No wonder people can't handle it. For those of you who don't remember, cuties is the look at preteen girls through the lens of sexualized preteen girls twerking on stage. Uh, I guess you can guess who the audience for that kind of film may be. So this is the Washington Post who wants to label Jim Caviezel as a QAnon movement supporter and uh, wants to paint cuties as just merely a preteen girl film. Now, perhaps the most egregious hater of all of this and who gets the Lifetime Achievement Award for being the most disgusting movie studio of all is, of course, what comes no surprise to you, Disney. WGTC revealed this about the film and its connection to Disney. 
Quote, directed by Alejandro Monteverde and starring Jim Caviezel along with Mira Sorvino, Eduardo Vestugiai, uh, also the producer, and Bill Camp, Sound of Freedom, had been sitting idle on a shelf gathering dust for five years thanks to Disney. Its production wrapped up back in 2018, and it was supposed to be distributed by 21st Century Fox. But then the studio was acquired by Disney, which promptly shelved the completed film. Hmm... So there's only one of two reasons why Disney would have shelved this film. And the first one is this, because it was made by right-wing fundamentalist Christians or people who were uh, on the right side of the political aisle. And of course, what do you do with people that uh, declare the truth? You sideline them and you marginalize them and you shut them up. But there's another reason that Disney might have wanted to sideline this film because it goes against their sexual indoctrination of children brand. So either they're a bunch of bigots or worse, and in either case, a brand you should not be supporting. Now, I had originally thought about being very sarcastic here when thinking about Disney's relation to the film and thinking about people who are still watching Disney films. But honestly, I I want to appeal more to your sensibilities here rather than just to sarcasm and to shame. Because the reality is, is there is no superhero film that is good enough to keep you watching it and disregarding and ignoring what Disney continues to do. The fact that they shelved this film and didn't want to release it, regardless of whether it was because it was made by people on the right wing or whether it is because that it goes against their brand, in either case... If this isn't enough to wake up your moral sensibilities, I honestly do not know what will. If this doesn't make you hate Disney, then there really really is no hope for you to hate that company anymore and everything it stands for. So I guess you can enjoy Drag Queen Story Hour and your counseling. Well, there goes the sarcasm. And your family counseling later in the future. But, but I would encourage you, I implore you to put your money where your faith is to put your money where your morals are and quit supporting this business. There's an old saying, if somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Disney has over and over and over again explained why they do not deserve a conscientious consumer's money. Moreover, they have told you with the shelving of this film that Angel Studios had to buy back from them to even see the light of day. They told you by shelving this film that they know that the only way that they can stop you is to shut you up. They're giving you that information. That's why they didn't want this film to come out. So do them a favor. Learn the lesson they're trying to teach you and speak up. We need more people who are telling the truth out loud and not just in their own heart and in their own head because it is a moral requirement in our society today to declare the truth verbally and out loud for the world to hear. And perhaps it's an act of courage. I think it's something that should be a given, so I hate to call it that. But more and more, a societal pressure jumps upon people that actually have a conscience to, to try to extort them into defying reality. It is important that people that actually have a conscience not listen to that and take a stand. And so I hope you'll be one of those people, and I hope your voice can be heard, even in small ways, by rejecting Disney and their continual efforts to try to indoctrinate small children. And speaking of indoctrinating small children in movies, there's another movie that you need to be aware of. I actually became aware of this film because it was plastered all over the wall at the AMC. But there's a new movie called Everybody coming out that is an homage, a 
oh, what would you say, a, a celebration, a trans extravaganza that takes you on a roller coaster journey through delusional people pretending to be the opposite of their biological sex. So here's the new movie that is going to come out in AMC and other theaters all over the United States called Everybody. Just existing as an intersex person is grounds for celebration. Society generally considers that biological sex is cut and dry. Actually, it's not cut and dry. We don't fall neatly into that male-female box. I was born intersex, and although I was born with a vagina, I was also born with internal testes. We live in a society that's so binary. So it's an intersex person. Where do I fit? Over the weekend, I saw some bits and pieces of the American Gladiator documentary by Netflix. And in one of the episodes, of course, they tell us about the casual sex and drug use of the American Gladiators. And they kind of gloss over that and then go into great detail to specifically point out one of the characters, one of the Gladiators, who was gay. And they have to tell us that that person was gay about 15,000 times. And then they have to go into great detail about that individual's love life, their plight, and how difficult it was for them in the 90s to be gay. The 90s of all. I mean, if you didn't think the 80s were gay enough, welcome to the 90s, for those of you who remember it. Anyway, um, so this is the thing that kind of annoys me with this. If you want to have a gay character, fine. Even if you tell us that they're gay, whatever, okay? You say you're trying to depict reality, so you're putting a gay character in there. But the problem is, and we all know this, that the gay person is not there just to highlight reality and the fact that gay people exist. The gay person is typically there to be some type of propaganda agent when a person doesn't really know how to write. So they just put in a gay character so that they can make the film, you know, a a homage to, to gayness. And of course, we take way more time typically in these films to focus on the gay character than we do all these other characters because we don't have to constantly try to convince ourselves as we just saw in that trailer, that what we're doing somehow makes sense. But of course, like I said, in the trailer, we get from the very outset somebody who says they're intersex, and just by the mere virtue of the fact that they're intersex, they should be celebrated. Um, okay, so let me just be really clear with you. Who you have sex with is none of our business. And if you have to try to convince us, maybe you're really trying to convince yourself but, but of course, we understand that, that there is no shame in the LGBTQ community. It's the only group that tries to enlist and attempts to forcibly draft people into their ranks and whines and kicks and screams if you don't say their pronouns and if you don't celebrate them for who they have sex with. And that is the case for this new film. Everybody in the world is supposed to bend over backwards. And I hate to use that euphemism because it's too apropos, is supposed to bend over backwards because one day you decided with a wild hair that you are whatever intersex is. Now, the real reason I bring this up is that I want to bring it up in the context, not only of delusional people, but also in the context of just simply this, that the AMC movie chain just got done suppressing the movie No Way Back, which is about detransitioners and their horrific stories of how surgeries and cross-sex hormones that are, and puberty blockers that are just supposed to put a pause on puberty actually ruined their life. Now, of course, AMC made sure to listen to the LGBTQ community when they cried out against this film and said, you cannot show this film. We will not allow 
allow it, and AMC acquiesced and refused to show this film. But now we have this glowing um, affirmation of intersex, among other things, in, in this new film, Everybody. But this is yet again another reminder of what I just said in the previous segment, which is that the only way that leftists, that the wokes scolds in America can actually win is by trying to shut you up. They have to rely on silencing you to win because their flimsy identity cannot actually withstand the smallest level of scrutiny. And moreover, this is very important. The future belongs to storytellers, and the left knows this. This is why they want you to be quiet. They, they don't want you to have control of screens like they did with Sound of Freedom. They don't want you to have control of screens as with No Way Out or with What is a Woman. They want to be able to be the gatekeepers over those kind of things because they understand that that which people speak becomes reality. This is the power of the spoken word. Again, especially if you're a Christian, you should understand this from the very beginning that God was talking, uh, using words to create reality. It's important that we understand this so that we will understand that we have an obligation to speak up and speak out. I know there's a lot of conservatives and many Christians who say, I'm just so worn out and so sick and tired of all of the talk. We need to you know, be on mission and we need to, we need to share, people, uh, share with people how much they're loved and how, how kind we should be. And, and we need random acts of kindness more so than, than just to talk about these things and, and be so negative all the time. This is what I hear very often. And the problem with that is just simply this, is that that which is repeated is usually practiced. And the left knows this. The reason awareness is so vitally important is that if we are actually going to create culture and make a difference in culture, we have to be willing to create platforms and stand up and declare the truth. It's what I hope I'm doing here with IndieThinker. But again, the future belongs to storytellers. So you need to be able to share the truth and tell the truth. But of course, the left doesn't want you to have that ability because they know that their ideas are so flimsy that the only way that they can proliferate is when they are unopposed. But the slightest push back, which is an invitation to you and to me, will make that house of cards come falling down. Intersex should be celebrated just because you're intersex. My God, do something useful with your life and then you will be celebrated. Needless to say, if we're gonna be truly useful, we might need to have a standard of truth that we can rely upon which we'll try to look at in our next segment, Bible Study with Democrats. Oh, God of pronouns. I often tell people that if in December of 2019, I sat you down, maybe around the Christmas tree, and told you that in 2020, there will be a global pandemic, millions of people will die, there will be global race riots during what is supposed to be a lockdown, and uh, people will riot in the name of a singular event that took place in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You probably would think I was a ridiculous person, conspiracy theorist, somebody that was out of my mind and totally insane. We'll never have a global pandemic. And even if we did, people would stay inside, wouldn't they? they, they there would be nobody in the news media that would suggest that these, uh, that these fiery but mostly peaceful protests would actually be beneficial because social justice is a more urgent need than protecting people from a global pandemic. That, that would never happen. Now, the incredulity of all of that is washed away in the present, hopefully by now, by the fact, too, that bureaucracies like the CDC, the WHO, and more also tried to make sure that they curtailed, if not controlled, your speech and 
your other freedoms. Now, all of that would seem crazy to you. And I remind you of this because I want you to think about the ways in which society and culture is shifting far to the left in such a way that we find ourselves thinking, can it get more insane? I assure you it can. And I enter into evidence what just happened at Marquette University. According to the Daily Caller, Marquette University offers gender-affirming voice therapy sessions for minors, according to the university's speech and hearing clinic website. The private Catholic Jesuit University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, offers voice therapy sessions to minors and adults who are transgender, gender-fluid, gender-diverse, gender-non-binary, or gender-non-conforming. According to a flyer for the service, the therapy focuses on intonation, pitch, resonance, pragmatic language, and articulation to help individuals speak with a voice that aligns more with their gender identity. Whatever. Quote, gender-affirming voice therapy for adolescents and adults, having a goal of addressing perceived feminine, masculine, and gender nonconforming voices with treatment targeting pitch, resonance, intonation, and social communication skills. The Speech and Hearing Clinic website reads, The sessions are offered to Marquette University students for free. Oh, joy. According to the flyer, and the fee is $300 for 12 sessions that are 50 minutes long. These people will monetize anything. Now, let me just make a couple of points, and then I'll try to make one final, final, more important point. The great lengths that these people have to go to to retrain their brains to think according to this sinful ideology is just ridiculous to me. Now they have to have whole workshops to try to train you to talk like a girl if you are a boy. And make no mistake, it said training minors, not adults. Point two, the big problem, as already stated, is that this Catholic university is not just a Catholic school. It's a Jesuit school. Now, that may not mean anything to some of you who do not know what a Jesuit school is, but suffice to say, the Jesuits were formed in the aftermath of the Reformation to try to fight back um, and reform the Catholic Church so that the Reformation would not be the only kind of reform thing going on, but that the Catholic Church could reform and also get back to scriptural truth. Now, this Jesuit university is offering this insane course on trying to teach you how to be more delusional. Third, and this comes probably more importantly in my realm of kind of of theology, philosophy, and ministry, but we hear this very often as Christians that we need to reform the church. We need, we need the church to be more biblical. Like, here's what we really need to do. We just need the church to be the church. We just need to, it to start practicing what it's supposed to be preaching. And we could start by speaking out about this kind of stuff. If you are a, a Catholic, if you're a priest, if you're a pastor, if you're just an average church goer, you should be decrying this kind of nonsense and speaking about it as much as possible and scratching your head like I am wondering how in the world this can happen. But the most important point throughout all of this is that this is just the beginning of the insanity. If you thought that it's insane that people could even suggest that they are a different uh, gender simply because of the way that they feel rather than the biological sex that they that they possess. If you think that that's crazy, if you think that it's crazy that based upon a feeling that people say is a social construct would go to the great lengths of butchering their own bodies to, to reaffirm just a simple feeling, if you think that's crazy, or if you think it's crazy that we have endless genders or men pretending to breastfeed babies through hormone replacement that could be damaging to the babies. And by the way, we will find out later that it is if we ever find 
you know, not ideologues in the scientific community, but true scientists. If we think that it's crazy that teachers are secretly indoctrinating kids or that people are chopping off parts of their body, then I suggest that you do a couple of things. That you quit reeling from the insanity. That you quit being exhausted with the cultural battles that lay ahead. And you do a couple of things. One, you get informed. Read or watch this movie that uh, I just got done talking about, No Way Back. Read things like irreversible damage, but stay informed. Stay informed about what's going on so that you can speak as an expert on things. The vast majority of the people who do not speak up are not just the people who are not willing to confront evil, but people who do not feel confident that they can speak to these kind of things. Well, the answer to that is gain the confidence by learning. Learn one new thing each day about a subject, and it will equip you to find the confidence that you need. More importantly, it will also give you the kind of catalyst that you need to speak up about these things. Many people want to ignore what's going on in the world because then they can ignore their responsibility to, to actually acknowledge the existence of what is going on. So if you stay informed, you, you no longer can remain ignorant about these things, and you no longer have an excuse. I call it stepping in the poo. Once you realize it's there, you're a little bit more careful about where you're walking in the vicinity of that place, wherever you happen to be. Now, the second thing is this, and this is a big one for some of you. Post what you find. As you become a little bit more informed about these subjects, post what you find on social media. For those of you who have never posted anything other than your daily Bible verse or what your kids are doing for lunch that day, or maybe how soccer practice was, I want to encourage you to do something. Find the boldness to post something that discusses and exposes what is going on in the world. You can post a clip from this show. I post a lot on Instagram, and I highly encourage you to follow me at Reed Uberman, or you can follow the show at the End of Thinker podcast. And I highly encourage you to then share some of those some of those stories. You can even add your two cents in what you've been researching, but share it and let your friends see you share it. Create discussion points, because that's step number three. Maybe some of your friends see this that you go to church with, and you begin to discuss it with another person. Maybe you should even discuss it with somebody that disagrees with you, and see if you don't find in their response, one, unsatisfactory and disingenuous arguments, but then also, two, if you don't find some of the excuses that you used to make that keep you ignorant of what is really going on, and once you see your former self in them, it will be a catalyst for you for standing up, for being brave, and letting your voice be heard. We need awareness more so than ever before, just as we saw with Sound of Freedom, as we saw with No Way Back, and hopefully on subjects like what we see with what's going on at Marquette University. Because when we become aware of something, we can do something about it. But it is only in learning about that thing that we can actually make a difference. But we need a group of people who are willing to judge things based upon the truth. And when you find it, it's worth standing for. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and to go with God.